Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of the podcast What the Research. I'm Rohit Kaul. I'm a marketer and behavior science practitioner. As this is the first episode, let's spend some time on what this podcast is all about. You see, as a self-taught behavior science practitioner, you know, someone who does not have a formal training or a degree in behavior science, I spend a lot of time going through various research papers to get deep insights into specific topics of behavior science. And there have been so many occasions that I've come across a very interesting research study and I've wondered why don't more people know about this? So this uh, podcast is an attempt to bridge that gap. In every episode, I will look at one or two outstanding and unique research studies from the field of behavior science and walk you through them looking more from the point of view of real life applications of these research and how you can use it in your day-to-day life as a product designer, as a marketing expert, or as a behavior science practitioner. I'm fully aware there is there's a lot of discussion about the replicability of many of the research studies, especially in the behavior science field, given that the field is very new. But in this podcast, the focus is going to be more on the real-life applications and providing you food for thought so that you can utilize the insights from these research rather than getting into whether these were replicable, whether these are done in a very different context. So let's dive straight into our first episode. So in this episode, we will look at a very interesting research paper which is titled So Cute I Could Eat It Up, Priming Effects of Cute Products on Indulgent Consumption. While I will get into what exactly does this title mean but before that the authors this was written by gargana y nenko who was at that point of time at boston college and mora l scott who again at that point of time was at florida state university both in the departments of marketing well this research paper examines the consumers purchase decision process when they're exposed to cute products so uh, before we go any further let's define what is cuteness So cuteness is generally defined as being attractive in an adorable or endearing way, uh, which is different from being attractive, say, in a masculine way or a feminine way. So this research paper underscores that there are two dimensions of cute products. Uh, One is called the Kinschema cuteness, which centers on cute features in newborns like bulging foreheads, large eyes, rounded cheeks. And the other type of cuteness is what the authors call uh, whimsical cuteness, which is associated with capricious humor and playful disposition, like uh, a stapler styled as a crocodile, or a cap styled as bunny ears, or a beer mug styled as a viking helmet. So the authors in this research paper say that both types of cutenesses, Kinnanshkima cuteness and whimsical cuteness, are expected to trigger responses from customers but the responses are different. So let's first see what responses are triggered when a consumer is exposed to kinnishkim acuteness. Since it relates to the vulnerable nature of a living entity, an infant, kinnishkim acuteness usually gets response from adults that increase the infant's chances of survival. So this means increased attention to and protection of helpless infant and increased carefulness and caretaking behavior. So kinnishkim captures a consumer's attention and triggers caretaking motivation and behavior. So exposure to cute products with kinnishkim dimension 
leads to less indulgent behavior which means the consumers are more deliberate and evaluate items more carefully before purchase on the other hand when you talk about the whimsical cuteness the authors argue that exposure to whimsically cute products primes mental representations of fun and this priming effect increases consumers self reward focus the the focus on approaching outcomes and rewards for their own self so this is the fundamental hypothesis so to say of this research that compared to conventional products or neutral products which do not have any cuteness element products which are based on whimsical cuteness will increase self indulgent behavior among consumers which basically means that the odds of consumers making a purchase on a whim or consuming more of a product will be higher when crammed with whimsically cute products the researchers conducted four different types of studies to test their hypothesis about the whimsically cute products in the first study and these are very interesting by the way so uh, i'll just quickly uh, go through these in the first study they check the effects of exposure to a whimsically cute spoon on uh, actual food self serving and food consumption so they had one neutral spoon and they had one spoon which was tied like a dancer and they checked if it had any impact on food consumption which was basically ice cream consumption and uh, they realized that it did so uh, in this study when people used a whimsical spoon they scooped more ice cream almost 25% more ice cream as compared to when they used neutral spoon in the second study they exposed consumers to a whimsically cute stapler versus a neutral stapler so uh, the whimsically cute stapler was uh, styled like a crocodile and a neutral stapler was like a regular stapler they found again that the customers and the participants in the study were more likely to use uh, the stapler which was whimsically cute than a regular stapler but they also found that these participants were using the stapler more for indulgent purposes like uh, for creating some fun projects or for uh, using these for any specific fun activities and were not using these for non indulgent purposes for instance uh, at work you know so they were not using this for work or for some serious homework they were not using it for that which is an interesting thought and just hold on to it will because we'll come back to it uh, in the third study uh, they exposed respondents to discount cards uh, from an e-commerce website which allowed them to rent movies and they had three types of uh, discount cards one was neutral the other was uh, whimsically cute and the third was kinenshkima cute and what they found out in this uh, was when people were using whimsically cute discount card to rent movies it led to more indulgent behavior so the choice of the movies was you know more low bro movies not the intellectual or high end sort of movies which was interesting so this this is compared to neutral card they also did another study where what they did is they had two versions of a cookie one was a neutral cookie regular cookie and in other they added elements of fun and quirkiness Uh, they also had one more type of manipulation in this where they changed the brand name of the retailer who was offering this cookie uh, one was being offered as the cookie shop and the other retailer was called the kids cookie shop there was neutral cookie being sold by the kids cookie shop and the cookie shop and the whimsically cute cookie being sold by the kids cookie shop and the cookie shop 
What they found out over here, and which is again very interesting, is that when they saw the whimsically cute cookie, uh, consumers were more indulgent and they purchased more cookies, but only when the positioning of the retailer was neutral. That is when it was called uh, the cookie shop. And uh, as so, and when the, they were exposed to the same whimsically uh, cute cookie with a kin schema positioning, you know, when the retailer's name was the kids cookie shop, the indulgence effect was not there. It, it, it just evaporated. So if you put study three and study four together, to my mind, it basically says that uh, whimsically cute products lead to more indulgent consumption choices. But when you introduce Kinnan Schema Scheme elements in the whimsically cute offering, uh, it eliminates the indulgence effect. So that was another finding of this study. Talking about the applications of this research, and I, I, I was really uh, intrigued uh, in the about the various ways in which this uh, research could be applied. A very straightforward application is uh, for products which are beneficial for adults, but they don't want to consume them. So any product which is beneficial from a health point of view to adults, but is not considered exciting or it is not considered, you know, which is not consumed in the same way by the adults, could actually be given a whimsically cute uh, dimension to increase its consumption because that is when it will fall in the zone of self-indulgent behavior. So that could be a very interesting application of this research. So you could uh, apply it for healthy eating alternatives, uh, fresh food, uh, even through activities like exercising or keeping oneself hydrated. So if you have an app which is asking people to drink water at regular intervals, if you can introduce an element of whimsical cuteness, then it will uh, increase the consumption of the app. So the people will use the app more if it is uh, aligned with whimsical cute. The other way to look at it also is that whimsically cute products are used more for self-indulgent use and not so much for uh, more utilitarian purposes, which was uh, the insight they got from the research on the stepler. So this also means that when you are using this for your brand, you have to understand what are the conditions and what is the purpose for which your brand is used? So if you are a brand which is selling uh, utilitarian products, for instance, say uh, a car insurance or a life insurance or car tires or spare parts, if you give it whimsical cuteness, it can in fact reduce the consumption of your product. But on the other hand, if you are selling something which is already part of indulgent choices on parts of the customer which could uh, the, the simplest example is essentially chocolates and uh, cookies and any other food item like pizzas mm -hmm. adding a whimsical cuteness element to it will actually increase uh, the consumption of the product by the customers so the product which comes to my mind which is in some way already using this principle is uh, the uh, language learning app duolingo which I would say it is used sometimes uh, in a more utilitarian fashion, but sometimes in more self-indulgent fashion. And uh, but it uses quirkiness, it uses humor, and it has an owl, which is duo, and uh, which makes it appearances in the reminders, which is central to the app. And by doing that, it has definitely played a role in increasing the 
uh, amount of time people spend on the app or the number of people who uh, use this app as you can see because uh, duolingo is perhaps one of the most popular uh, language learning apps well so i hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of what the research podcast and this research on crude products is something that will give you sufficient food for thought to start thinking about if if and uh, when you can utilize it in your own products and your own brands before i sign off a quick uh, housekeeping check the best way to listen to what the research podcast is to get it straight into your inbox every friday as part of the behavior x product newsletter which is also written by me if you haven't subscribed yet to the newsletter i will leave a link in the description so you can sign up for it uh, and that's it folks till next time take care stay safe